Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, thank you so much for last week. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I sort of ghosted you. Um, a little bit. We were going to do a quick little intro, but I was at a meeting, and it was hard. You know, it was hard, difficult to do, and uh, you took care of it for me. I, I really did enjoy <laughs> hearing you and, and Bianca talk. It was, it, fun. It was pretty fun. It was, it was kind of funny how she literally did mock me, and then two seconds later, say she wandered on. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, she was she was in roast mode with you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> which was fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved how she just said, I promise I'm not this awkward or whatever. Uh-huh. And it, it was sort of, it was an awkward situation to throw her in uh-huh. to give, to give her some credit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, we were watching TV or something and I, and I walked around out the door and I came back with a microphone and uh, said, let's record. She Dance said, monkey. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> no warning, no, no prep, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> was Holly there? No, she was uh, okay. busy. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> What do you think of of the of the actual uh, program itself? No, I really wished I was there. I uh, would have would have been great to have seen it live, and that sounded great. It, it, uh... Yeah, you didn't have the pictures that went along with it. Um, yeah, and and I will say that the audience was not mic'd, so <laughs> yeah, it sounded like there was less laughter than there actually was in the room. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, um, so don't judge me too much. Okay, all right. <laughs> Of course, that's where I go to. There, there were a few times um, I'm like, "Wow, that didn't go over well." Okay, <laughs> no, I, in the room, I think it did. Uh-huh. They just the the they were my you know it was basically running off off the mics yeah. of the presenter, so it was just ambient noise yeah. that you were picking up uh-huh. from my microphone on my lapel. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess uh, Gina's <sighs> laughter was uh, apparently <laughs> picked. Up. I couldn't necessarily single out her. No, um, she said that to me, and I couldn't single out her specifically. But uh-huh. I guess she could. She could single out herself, which was great. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I don't know. I. I. I have. I think I may have mentioned this to you before. I felt there was a time that I felt like the best thing I ever did was the French Laundry talk at DS World. Uh huh. And that that was sort of and 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 I kind of thought that maybe. I had just sort of had some epiphany in the moment that I wrote that and that that inspiration will never strike again. Mm. Um, and I kind of had, had thought that for the past couple of years. Like, I'm not sure if I'll ever write anything this good. Yeah. And, uh, and then this, this happened, and I actually am probably am more proud of, of that than anything I've ever done. I thought the writing on it was, was really good. Um, that was really the first time I ever delivered it. Mm. I did, I did a little of it the day before that at a study club in Oregon. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's just going to get better, hopefully, over time. Um, the question is, is if anybody wants to hear it? You know? yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of the thing. It's sort of a kind of a touchy subject. Yeah. What are the um, odds? But, but, 
the the outpouring on it was was pretty good. Uh-huh. So um, I felt that like you know I felt like it affected people in a positive way, and I had a lot of great feedback from it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what it sounded like. The feedback I got was was that yeah, you certainly touched a few people. Not on a doll, and, and not in like the on the doll way. Yeah, yeah, no, not not in that way. I don't want to be accused of that. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, you know, and and it's interesting. So, I, you know, I thought for you know, I thought for a few years that maybe that the French Laundry was the best thing I ever do. I'd never be struck again, one hit wonder or whatever, or whatever. And then now right. I feel like you know this is even better than that. And last week I was at Seattle Study Club Symposium um, in Phoenix. Ironically, same city as as VOD. And yeah. there's some stuff. I don't want to get deep, heavy into like the geopolitics of SSC speakers, uh-huh. um, but there's maybe a little stuff going on as far as just what the future of that holds. Okay. And I one night of the meeting, Andrea and I had a long discussion about like, what do I want? Uh-huh. And it's so stupid because really, you know, there's a lot of people in dentistry that have their eyes on these big, huge, you know, they want to be global influencers. And, right. And, at the end of the day, like all it comes down to is I just want to make people laugh and I just want to like get up on stage and perform. Yeah. That's really what it is. Like that's, I don't care if I'm clinical director for Glidewell right. or whatever huge company, you know, that's not, I don't want to ha- I don't want an industry job. I don't want, I don't want to be on the board. Although I would take a position on a, on a board if it was highly paid and only had like two or three meetings a year, hit yeah. me up uh-huh. dental companies. I'd be, I'd be cool with that, but that's not like what I want in life. Uh huh. What I want is to like perform. Yeah. And and then she said, like, well, what makes you happy? And it's like, well, working interferences makes me happy. And working with Mike makes me happy. We're with Mike Mike Detola. Uh-huh. And and Mike is is the you know, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I got together with Mike and we sort of wrote that yeah, yeah. sort of t- together. Down it was LA. him sort of guiding me. I had I had the separate pieces of it, but he helped me put it together. Yeah. And so it was just like there's all this kind of infighting about these different organizations within Seattle Study Club and you know trying to become these these big you know global you know kind of positions and it's just like nah bro I, I just I want to perform that's it yeah. I just want to get up on stage and talk yeah and 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 elicit a response from people whether that be you know whatever that emotion may be depending on what the talk is but that's that's really what I want to do so. Um, this, this felt good. Um, I, I am proud of it. Um, you know, I'm, um, it's one of those things where it's, it's way interest. It's, it's way easier for me to get up on stage in front of a few hundred people. I don't know. Yeah. And tell those stories and talk about that as is it's way more, it's way easier to do that than it is to talk to like people in my own family. And mm. I, I wasn't going to bring this up on the show cause it's sort of a comedy killer. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Um, on, uh, Wednesday of last week, part of the reason I kind of ghosted you is I got a, a, a message from my sister that said, call me, which is never, it's never like, oh, no. we're out of Wheaties. Right. <laughs> so I call her and she was telling me about my other sister and my other sister's husband was missing. Oh. So she's walking around looking for him. You know, uh, he uh, he left like his phone and his wallet, and just the truck was gone, but nothing was there. And so she starts like, I don't know, I guess looking through stuff of his, and she finds a note, um, which you know, you know what the note says. I don't have to spell it out. And then they found him, 
um, a day later oh, and shit. he had taken his own life. Um, and, uh, it's just kind of weird that oh. that kind of happens, you know, right after this show basically dropped. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just something that we need to tell. He's not a dentist or anything. He wasn't a dentist. Um, right. And it's just really sad. And, uh, and, and it's one of those things that, I don't know. We need to be more comfortable talking about. Yeah. And my, uh, uh, my wife's cousin, gosh, I, th- I guess it was 10 years ago, uh, took her own life and, uh, not a dentist, but it, uh, it happens. It's, it affects everyone. It's, um, yikes. Hard. How are we going to dig the show out of this oh, hole? Shit. I don't know. Maybe, uh, <laughs> um, crack that. Yeah. Wow. Rip it, grip it and rip it, big dog. Yeah, that's one way. What was that? What did you just crack open, buddy? Uh, a lemon LaCroix. <laughs> crack that, baby. <laughs> crack it, baby. Slam this. Stab the side of that bitch with a pin and just suck it out the side. Shotgun it. Can you shotgun a sparkling I water? I don't, I don't think, think you so. can. Uh-uh. What, even if you did shotgun it, is it shotgunning a sparkling water? <laughs> yeah. Does it, does it really count? Does it count as shotgunning? <laughs> I would. All right. This is, is all right. Hot this hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Easier to shotgun a Miller Lite than it would be a Lacroix. I think that would be true. Because I feel like there's less fizz in a Miller Lite than there would be in a Lacroix. I mean, Miller is the champagne of beers. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think is it, no. That's Miller Genuine Draft. I think that's not Miller Lite. I think it's just Miller. Yeah, either way, <laughs> I think I'd have an easier time shotgunning a Miller Lite than I would a LaCroix. I just think LaCroix is too bubbly. Yeah, I it, think it's going to burn. It's it's uh, sandpaper. When was, last time, I, when was the last time you shotgunned a beer? Oh, fuck, I'm, years ago. <laughs> um, I think I did like five years ago. Yeah? It was like, I mean, it's like a tailgate, right? That's like... No one is shotgunning a beer on their couch. This is it's an outside activity, and it like has to be related to sports. Or you're at a dental meeting, and someone finds out you've never shotgunned a beer, so they show you how in the hotel bathroom. Okay, is there a story here? <laughs> well, that's about it. <laughs> Which meeting is this, Lance? Uh, some dental a dental meeting. They're all the same. <laughs> Was it VOD? It wasn't. No. Okay, that's kind of disappointing. I feel bit. like that should be something at VOD. Probably should be, yeah. Next time, uh, I'll shotgun and karaoke it. <laughs> there was no karaoke this year. <laughs> that just sucks. That's just wrong. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the story is behind that because I'm not involved in the planning meetings. Yeah. Um, however, they did ask me what walk-up music I wanted, and I think you we played that segment right that yeah. was in the show. Uh huh. Um, I picked Notorious B.I.G. and the guy said, "I'm not going to play the edited version." I was like, "That's fine." Uh huh. <laughs> So as as it goes, I had my laptop up there just for some kind of cues. Uh-huh. And so I'm setting up my laptop and kind of getting stuff set up. And I just um, blindly, without even thinking, started rapping along with, with Biggie. Yeah. And I didn't really realize it was just sort of second nature until I got sort of close to one of the lines with an N-bomb in it. And yeah. luckily, I pulled myself out of it and uh, did not say that on stage, which would have been a tough look for your guy. Yeah, a little self-awareness is a good thing. Yeah, and I for a few seconds there, I did not have any. <laughs> I did not <laughs> <Dangerous>. have any. <laughs> Very. Um, 
I was at, uh, as I said earlier, I was at SSC Symposium, uh-huh. and uh, they always have entertainment at night. And like a few years ago, they had Sarah Bareilles, like the year before she hit big. Oh, wow. So they, they generally have pretty good people. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I always try to go and check it out. They've had Alan Stone, uh, who's actually in um, Andrew McMahon's band. Oh. Um, they've, had, they've had some great people. And so one night... And I'm not going to remember his name, so I'm very sorry. They had this musician who was blind. And he played, he's like a Grammy-winning musician. He played the guitar, and he also played like a bongo drum. And he played the guitar with one hand. The other hand, he played the bongo drum. And then with his mouth, he made like Louis Armstrong trombone noises or, or trumpet noises. Okay, It's like obviously one of the most talented human beings in the world. He's amazing. Uh-huh. But it was, it was like a jazz, blues jazz set. Like it wasn't a rip-roaring rock and roll set. It was a blues jazz set. So everyone's kind of sitting down. So he opened, and then the, the, the ending was a comedian named Preacher Lawson who had won America's Got Talent. Oh. Preacher comes out, and Preacher does a set. And let's just say... The room at a Seattle study club symposium is probably not indicative of Preacher's normal crowd. <laughs> That's probably a fair, uh, uh, fair to say. Yeah, <clears throat> Preacher's a uh, young African-American gentleman uh-huh. um, who did a great set. I mean, he, he was really good. He made, me, he made me laugh out loud about 10 times. Um, he had a closing joke, and I'm not even going to try to do it, but it had to do with his grandmother speaking in tongues at church. <laughs> okay. And at some point, he's like imitating her speaking in tongues, and he says, "Turn down for what?" And then he his final joke is Lil John three sixteen, which is hilarious, <laughs> and no one laughed but me. It was silence except for me, like howling, and which nice. made it like even more stark <laughs> that it was just really me laughing. Uh-huh. So he comes off the stage, and I'm kind of seated in an aisle, and so I kind of peel off the aisle, and, and I'm able to go kind of see, kind of get his shoulder okay. as, as he's kind of heading out of the back of the room. Right. And I'm like, listen, dude, this isn't the crowd. You know, don't, like, don't, don't judge your set based on this crowd. That closing joke was amazing. He was like, yeah, it didn't really land here, did it? I was like, look at this room. It's just all old white men. They do not know who Lil John is. Right. They do not understand that reference. They do not get the sort of portmanteau of Lil John and then, th- and then John the Bible verse 316. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but that's an amazing joke, and it was so well-crafted. Kudos. Um, and so I'm talking the next day, some of the leadership of the meeting uh-huh. come up to me, and they're like, so what do you think of Preacher? And I was like, I thought it was amazing. And they're like, really? We got kind of mixed reviews. I was like, yeah, the problem is, is that you can't go from like the blind musician playing a guitar with one hand, drumming with the other hand, and, and doing trumpet noises like he's the guy from um, Police Academy uh-huh. out of his mouth. Like, you can't go from that straight into the comedy or straight into your headliner. You have to have comedy acts that open. Right. You know what I mean? Like Anthony Jeselnik doesn't just come out and like that's the whole show. Like he has people that open for him, like get the crowd ready. Right. You needed to get the crowd ready. And I was like, it just so happens that I know somebody who could have done 10 minutes for you tonight. You're like, what? Who? I was like, uh, me. <laughs> and I was like, and if you're planning this for in the future and you want to have comedy, like, I can do 15, Detola can do 15, and then we can introduce the comedian and they'll be ready. You right. know, we can make dental jokes, like, kind of get them warmed up, uh-huh. and then they'll be ready. So, I mean, they didn't give me like a contract to sign <laughs> anything. Uh huh. 
Um, but hopefully that may be coming coming uh, soon in the next few years. So I, I don't know. Very I really cool. enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was great. Awesome. However, they just they they hadn't really done much comedy before, which that room needs yeah. desperately. That room needs yeah. to laugh so bad. They are they are an uptight group, and uh, there is there is not a lot of farting happening in that room <laughs> because they're so uptight. Uh huh. <laughs> so comedy would be good for them. Uh, they just need to lay it out, but they need to they need to have an opener. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, every comedy show I've ever gone to, you, there's like it's always an opener. three or four. You know, the first person yeah. for about two, three minutes. The next person's more right. like five, seven. It'll work up in the amount of time. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like Joe Lewis versus Cassius Clay doesn't just open. It's like not yeah. just the first and only fight. Right. There's ten fights before it. You know, you got to get ready. You got to get your palate moist. The Lance. Undercard. Well, I, I, moist. Your is palate good. is moist with Lacroix right now. That's right. Lemon Lacroix. So, crush that Lacroix, big dog. Um, did you watch the XFL? Uh, parts of it. I, I thought to myself today, oh, I can't wait till I can get some XFL guys so that we can remember some guys <laughs> or some XFL cards uh-huh. so that we can remember some guys. Yeah. I don't think we're going to remember any of the guys. No. Uh-uh. Do, do you remember any of the guys from the first XFL? Uh, they had some made up names, didn't they? Yeah. Me hate, so there's only hate, one. Me hate the more. Someone. He hate me is the yeah. one that everybody remembers. That's the only yeah. one. I think his name was Rod Smart. Okay. Uh, he actually did play in the NFL after that. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He parlayed that into a gig in the NFL. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I don't remember any other guys from the XFL. No. I mean, hell, I was watch when I was watching. I quickly had to Google on my phone who the hell the the quarterback was and where he went to school and. I'm like oh, who is your quarterback? I don't know for the for your Seattle, <laughs> Seattle Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, um, I forgot already. <laughs> um, I know Jim Zorn's the coach because I was a big Zorn fan when I was a kid. He's yeah, so he played with for the Seahawks, right? He did. He's- Let's see. I'm trying to figure out who won. The Los Angeles Extreme won the uh, quote-unquote million-dollar game on April 21st, 2001. They beat the San Francisco Demons. Wow. 38-6. to six. Uh, Most valuable player in that game, or for the season, Tommy Maddox. Oh. Who played for the Steelers. Was he a Steeler? I thought he was a Bronco. I think he was a Bronco first, and then he he was a Bronco, washed out of the league, and then came back as a Steeler. Okay, um, and actually had a pretty good run, four year run with the Steelers, uh, where they may have gone to the playoffs a oh. few times. Playoffs, <laughs> um, uh, million dollar game MVP Jose Cortez, kicker for the Los Angeles Extreme. Oh. Always a great sign when the kicker is an MVP exactly. of your yeah. Of your version of the Super Bowl, um, so that's awesome. Coach of the Year, Galen Hall. Huh? No idea who that is. No, not familiar. So that's uh, that's remembering some guys <laughs> from the first time the XFL was around. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, he hate me played for the Los Angeles Outlaws. Gotcha. Yeah, Rod Smart. He hate me would go on to become the first. And first XFL player to appear in a Super Bowl. Oh wow! Uh, with the Panthers, the Super Bowl 
35, 6, 7, 38. These fucking Roman numerals. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl 38. That was the Patriots-Panthers game. Gotcha. Yeah. He hate me. Remembering some guys. Lance, this is an advice show. It's a shitty one. We answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all these neat little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. We start to Dennis and Dylan team members with our own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. Just submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best lecture topic? Because we all know that mental health is the best lecture topic ever. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Do you think that Gordon Christensen has ever seen a therapist? Yeah, I kind of doubt it. I don't think so either. Yeah. What, what is, what's that kind of deal? Do you have any familiarity with like what happens? Like what is the standing on that kind of stuff in the, in the LDS church? I, I believe it's, it's kind of recently been acknowledged, just like their change in stance and homosexuality. They're a little bit more open to it now, but... Uh, I think it was always looked at as a um, sign of weakness. So, yeah, it just is brushed under. Like having one wife. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, don't ask, don't tell. Sign of sign of weakness. Uh huh. Question one. Stephanie asks, "Okay, am I overreacting because I hid my husband's medium bristle toothbrush? He knows how I feel about it, and I've explained why he shouldn't use medium." I bring him home soft bristle toothbrushes from the office, and he brushes so damn hard that they last him less than a month. Help me. Is there anything else I can say to him? Or just give him his stupid toothbrushes back and forget it? Lance, is she overreacting? This dude needs to run. This this you think this control freak is going to ruin his life. Oh, that's your take on this? Wow, she's so okay. uptight that she's freaked out about this freaking bristles of his brush. There are bigger fish to fry. There, no doubt, there are. But however, who is going to be one left on the hook when, like, who's going to whose responsibility is this to fix it when he's all receded away and his teeth are worn away? She's going to have to do a damn rehab on her husband. How much is that going to cost her? time and lampy and just yeah. like the that sucks could you imagine going to rehab on your spouse inconvenience <laughs> so you're in you're on husband's side i here. am i am let him you libertarian let him you. brush the way he wants to brush or no- i get that however that's fine until she has to do shit for him until she has to fix it she doesn't have to do shit he doesn't have to fix anything he can just do what he's gonna do this is this is ron paul level of libertarianism <laughs> is what this is oh, no is the gay frogs you, coming next <laughs> do you you know who ron paul was uh no i don't no ron paul's a congressman from the great state of texas who um is ultra libertarian oh wait was he on the last ticket and they just didn't get enough uh Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been a libertarian candidate for president, okay. I, I believe, several times. The libertarians never really get it together. Right. Um, you know, the, the whole libertarian ticket is, or the whole platform for libertarians is just like, let your freak flag fly, fly man. Whatever you, like, government should have no business in your personal life. Which uh-huh. I agree with a lot of that. However, Ron Paul's a physician, 
and he just straight up wanted to legalize heroin, marijuana, cocaine, uh, everything. Just legalize every drug. Yeah, that's the tough And it's one. just like, yeah, let the market determine that heroin's not <laughs> yeah. a good idea. <laughs> Is that great? I don't know. Uh, like, certainly legalize marijuana. I'm cool with that. But, like, heroin, really? They like, just want to go to CVS and grab some black tar heroin to chase that dragon? Um, that seems like a tough one. Um, so you are a Ron Paul level of libertarianism here. On toothbrushes, yeah. <laughs> Listen, women have been controlling men for eons. Oh, since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time. And how do women control men? Well, look, we gave them the damn right to vote. What more do they want? <laughs> Women's suffrage this is, was the beginning. This is a very of all- tough look. <laughs> very tough look for Lance. <laughs> I did say that the other day. Um, I said, ever since you guys got to vote, it's just been downhill. That didn't go over well with Holly. I wouldn't guess so. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think. That's why you were on the couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn good thing I like the couch. <laughs> um, did you ever see, there was a video bit that uh, they did on the man show, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla, uh-huh. um, circa the year 2000, 1999. Okay. I was probably in college. All right. And it was, uh, they went to like some women's, like, I don't know, some women's event. And they were talking about ending women's suffrage now, and a lot of the and they were trying to make it sound like like they specifically didn't say you know the right to vote. Right. They said suffrage, yeah. and many of the people thought that suffrage meant suffering. Yeah, and so like women should not be suffering, and they, all these women signed up to end women's suffrage. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a very funny video. And at some point, like a woman comes in and she just starts screaming, at "Everybody, stop signing that suffrage is the right to vote." The right to play. It reminded me of um, Soylent Green, Green, where yeah. the guy comes yelling uh-huh. and just Soylent Green is made out of people. Yeah. It was the Soylent Green moment uh, uh, of that. That's awesome. I mean, all you have to do, Stephanie, this is the easiest thing in the world. This is the world's old, oldest solution to a problem. And she's like, as long as this bastard's brushing hard with a medium bristle brush, you don't have sex with them. Yeah. That's a very effective uh, method. It's, it's how... Civilization has been shaped, Lance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's how governments have formed. It's how nations were constitutions born were yep. written. Yeah, nations were born. It's how uh, inventions were invented. It's how society became a society. Like you got the power, lady Stephanie. You got the power. The power's in the pee, baby. That's right. She's the key master. She's the gozer. I think Gozer's the dog. Damn it. No. Which one is Gozer? Right. No. There's a gatekeeper and the key... The... Yeah. Gatekeeper, key master. Gozer was... Yeah, fuck. I need to look it up. I'd still... I still... To the, we've talked about it in the show before, but Dan Aykroyd getting blown by a ghost. Uh-huh. It's the weirdest thing. There's a sequel coming out. Like an actual sequel. Think it'll get blown again? It's coming out this summer. I, I'm hoping... That there is some ghost oral action uh-huh. um, that happens. Um, yeah, no, you know, the last one was just like the reboot or whatever, but they're That's sort right. of casting that aside like it didn't happen. That's right, yeah. And they're doing a actual sequel with Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sounds like a porno name, but it's actually the kid from Stranger, <laughs> Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, uh-huh. When he was picking his acting name, didn't someone, he was like seven years old, didn't someone tell him like, yeah, it sounds like a, you're in porn, kid. Yes. You're seven. Your your name can't be Wolfhard. You needed somebody to take him under his wing and say, 
Yeah, that, that it's a little too much. Just like Marion Morrison, they're like, yeah, fuck that. You're John Wayne. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> Can we just take hard out of the name? Yeah. Seven year old boy. Yeah, Finn Wolf. That, what, that's what, are, what are we doing? Well, how is this legal? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can go to jail for that. I think he's Canadian, you, so they they uh, they accept that. Oh, there, yeah, everything. You talk about libertarianism. Yeah, there you go. A, um, I I don't know. I, I don't think Canadians are libertarian. They have universal health care. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, have you ever seen that urban legend about like why you shouldn't leave your toothbrush out in the hotel room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me. I'm just going to Google this to see if I can, if I can, if there's something, if there's an actual name for this hotel toothbrush urban legend. Toothbrush bandits is the name of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's from a Home Alone movie. <laughs> uh, it's on Snopes, so that's loading right now. So I, I, I want to read this because I, I feel like Snopes is going to really. Uh, is really going to hit the What's taking thing? Snopes so long? What's happening? Your bandwidth sucks. I don't know. It's all devoted to you right now, Lance. <laughs> I suck it Seriously, up. Seriously, it's still loading. What is happening? I'm going to have to read this on my phone. Hold on. I've never had Snopes take that long. I need answers to Urban Legends now. Damn straight. Uh, toothbrush Bandits Snopes. Wow, gateway timeout. Here it is, finally. Um, all right, so this is absolutely classified as a legend. <laughs> the claim is that a burgled honeymoon couple gets a shock after developing the film in their camera. A couple from Des Moines, I don't know why it's Des Moines, were vacationing in Jamaica. This is what it says on here. I did not insert that in. <laughs> Just FYI, go to Snopes, look it up, you can find it. <laughs> One day upon returning the rented condo they had been staying at, they found that they had been robbed. The thieves had made off with most of their possessions, but a couple were pleased to discover that the camera still was still there. When they got home a few days later, they developed their roll of film still on the camera. There were pictures of two black strangers in the condo. Again, this is that's inserted by Snopes. I did not put that in. I'm just reading it from Snopes. Um, <laughs> there were pictures of two black strangers in the condo in Jamaica, each with a toothbrush up their bum. The couple was horrible, horrible when they horrified when they realized those were their toothbrushes. <laughs> so someone breaks in the room, sticks these people's toothbrushes up their butt, and um, I guess takes them out of their butt. And then uh-huh. the person is no none the wiser, and then continues to brush their teeth with those toothbrushes um, until they find out some way or somehow, and then they're horrified that they've been. You know, brushing their teeth with an ass brush, basically. Uh huh. What's colon taste like? <laughs> I don't want to find uh-huh. out. It's, it's better left un, unlearned. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some things that I think mystery should remain, and that's it. However, um, this could be a threat for Stephanie for her husband. Like, listen, yeah, Joel, we've been talking about this toothbrush shit for years. And I've tried to fix it, and I don't know what's wrong with you. However, one day, I'm going to stick that thing up my ass, and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Just know that it's coming. You're not going to know when. 
You're not going to know how. It's going to happen one day. So I just want you to be thinking about that day. I feel like at that point, like that's some real, um, that's some real Quentin Tarantino shit. Yeah. And yeah. that threat may work. Yeah, I can see that being pretty effective. That's uh, that's some solid, solid advice. Did any of your, were any of your kids nail biters? No. Uh-uh. No? I used to be a nail biter when I was a kid. Really? Um, and, and my and my mom used to put this this shit on my thumbnail called thumb. Oh, and it's kind of like a it's like a varnish. It's not like nail polish because it's okay. It doesn't it doesn't like dry like that. It's it's more liquidy. It's not like a thick resin. Gotcha. Uh, but it just tastes like ass, um, <laughs> really bad. Um, and I use that term because of what we just talked about. FYI. <laughs> Um, and, and you would, she would paint it on my nails. Anytime I went to bite my nails, then it would, you know, you'd get this horrible taste in your mouth. Um, I think you just take all the medium bristle toothbrushes and just coat his toothbrushes in the thumb. It's not going to blend well with aquifer. Yeah, that's true. So I think that works well. I just think withholding sex is the easiest thing here. I think it's the it's, it's the most uh, cost effective, the most efficient. Just the the smart. This player. guy must be like if this guy is just he's she gets some soft bristle soft bristle brushes and he just destroys them in like a couple weeks. This guy must be a fucking jackhammer in the sack. Can you imagine <laughs> if he's brushing that hard? Like he's just like he's yeah. What's she complaining fucking, about? She's going at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was it John? What's that movie with Amy Schumer, where she dates John Cena? Oh yeah, um, and, and LeBron James wreck. is in it for some. Yeah, Trainwreck. It's like John Cena and Trainwreck. Yeah, just pounding it, pounding it. Um, the real answer here is just get him that fucking Sonicare that has the light on the bottom. Yeah, that like you just make it to where it doesn't have any purple. It's easy. Done. <laughs> just throw everything else away. Get him the Sonicare that lights up on the bottom, and it's done. It's over. And, you know, if you want to stick that thing up your butt, then, hey, you know, at least it vibrates uh-huh, a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> what percentage of electric toothbrushes have you think have been used as sex toys? Uh, I don't know. 30%? You think 30%? I don't know. Is that high? That's Is that low? The, that seems high. I would say 10%. Okay. I think 10% is a reasonable number. Okay. I could be convinced. Okay. I don't want to go any further. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Reddit user Cooper H. Church 427 asks, Dental offices are stupid. <laughs> True. So- <laughs> That's not what I was expecting from you. He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been on a two-year-long search to get dental coverage and network with a provider because no one accepts United Healthcare PPO Dental because they can't look it up. And I try to explain to them that it's all in one policy, and they don't get that. We don't have separate but integrated dental. Well, not only dental offices are stupid, (laughs) so is this check wagon. (laughs) I was waiting for that. 
What a fucking moron. Um, I love There's this. There's a reason you we can't d- find anybody, dumbass. We don't have separate but integrated dental. This is like Jim Crow laws for dental insurance, <laughs> like separate but equal. That's right. I don't know what he, what is he talking fountain? about. <laughs> Jesus, Lance. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so, that was Lance. It was not me. Oh, my God. <laughs> to be fair, though, uh-huh. let's think about it, though. If we had a new Jim Crow laws uh-huh. that was more about can you answer some simple questions? And if you can, you get to use the smart waiting room and the smart water fountain and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And if you can't, you get the stupid waiting room and the stupid <laughs> water fountain. Uh-huh. And the questions are just sort of like basic questions, right? Right, like, right. A little history, some simple math, um, things like that. And, and you just get it like tattooed. Once you pass that test, yeah. you just get it like tattooed on the back of your hand smart or stupid yeah. and that just determines what you know which of those services you get to use yeah, that makes sense what do you think I'm, what do you think about that idea i'm a big fan of separating the wheat from the chaff the good news is is that cooper church uh-huh. his vote counts just as much as yours lance <laughs> that's awesome that's really great <laughs> it's really great um <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about with the we don't have separate but integrated dental. I don't know what that is supposed to mean. I don't well cuz you're in a dental office so you're stupid. He said so. It says dental dentist offices are stupid. Um do you take United Healthcare PPO dental? I do not. It's garbage. I don't either, but it it's total it's it's straight up there are like plans, cat vomit terrible. There are plans out there that they'll send me these fee schedules. You really should. Someone su- suggested that you join our PPO. Well, that just means I have a patient that we aren't in their network and they want me in their network. And you look at the fee schedules, you're like, who in the hell can turn a profit of any sort with fees like this? It's offices that have 15 to 20 ops and are running assisted hygiene and are everyone's everyone's scaling yeah i mean that that's the only way that that kind you know i mean that's ridiculous that's just why you see so many questions like or so many times you see that i was diagnosed with yeah um i was diagnosed with scaling root planing and they send x-rays or whatever and you're just like no (laughs) you know and you find out where it was or whatever, and it's it's you know a place that just runs volume. Like that's the only way you make that work is volume, right? Uh-huh. Um. So I'm assuming, and I don't know for sure that what he means is that he's got United Healthcare Medical and Dental. Yeah, but it's they're still separate. Yeah, they. they- they, you don't call the same number. They're separate kind of insurances. They bill differently. Yeah. You know, they're all kinds of stuff. So it's they're just sister companies that operate at an arm's length relationship. But uh, you know, I w- yeah, odds are he doesn't to have say dental. they're one plan. You don't think he even has dental? I've had too many people come in and and they insist that they- oh no yeah no one knows yeah and you know we look it up we're like yeah you're you have this medical but you're not in the in their network and anything else. Right. Talk to your employer. Go see your HR people. <laughs> I had I had a patient recently. She comes in. 
she had a crown come off. It's like 15 years old. The buildup's in the crown. It needs a new crown. Right. So Delaner needs a new crown. We call the insurance to verify coverage, and they say, oh, you know, this is a basic plan. No um, major coverage at all. So just preventive and yeah. basically fillings, right? Right, right. So office manager goes in and tells her, and she's like, that's impossible. I signed up for the other plan. And it's like, hey, you know, you got to call your HR person tomorrow or whatever. And she's like, yeah. I am the fucking HR person. I know what I put. <laughs> and, so, and she's right. She was the HR person. She put... Um, she, you know, she submitted everything correctly and they just put it in wrong and, or we're hoping that no one ever noticed, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that happens all the time. Um, so it actually did happen. You know, we tell them all the time, talk to the HR people and, and a lot of times, it, you know, like this time it actually was the HR person. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it doesn't matter. Like if HR person, yeah. not HR person, yeah. it really does not matter if, you know, I, I really honestly think that they just take probably half of the ones that they receive for the upper plan, maybe all of them, I don't know, and just go ahead and put it in the lower plan because they know that, hey, more than half these people ain't going to even get anything done anyway. Right. We'll deal with it later on. Yeah. Um, United Healthcare is dumb. They're one of the worst ones. United Concordia is one of the worst ones. Yeah. I used to hate MetLife. Past tense? But... Well, because MetLife in network is horrible, but once you get out of network, yeah, they don't bat an eye at like full UCR fee. Now it eats up the person's benefits faster, sure, but they'll they'll pay you, you know, fourteen fifty on a crown without even thinking about it. Yeah, I um, yeah, I've I've never been tempted to to join MetLife. It was never really don't yeah. life is great outside of it. Yeah. Life is really great outside of it. I'm curious why it says because they can't look it up. Yeah. Because they can't look it up. So maybe you're right in that he doesn't actually have. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure their front desk knows how to look it up. And then, hey, you're not listed. So, no, you don't have it. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, we called. Yeah, and it's his medical. It's not his dental. Yeah. I mean, if But it's, it's an integrated plan, Lance. It's not separate, but it's integrated. I mean, if, if it's taken you two years... Maybe start doing the math. Something's dude. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's wrong. Maybe it's you. Let's look into Cooper Church here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I have Aspergers? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It whatever it was was deleted by the moderator. Oh. But oh, okay. it just shows that he asked that in the in the subreddit of Aspergers. That's awesome. Do I have Aspergers? What do you think, Lance? Does he have Asperger's? Dude, if you have to ask. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff in Star Trek Voyager. I'd have to ask our friend uh, Irene uh-huh. about Star Trek Voyager because I don't know anything about it. Okay. Um, a lot of posts in E39. I don't know what that is. That is, this subreddit is dedicated to the DIY guides, pictures, and discussions of the BMW 5 Series sedans produced at the turn of the millennium, 95 to 2004. Huh. Sounds good. Tough. What kind of mileage they get? That is that is niche. Yeah. You're a BMW guy, right? Sort of. So, what do you mean, sort of? <laughs> I got one, but I... 
I'm not like an aficionado. Okay, you're not like you're not not like adherent to the uh, no to the BMW way of life. I am not. Okay, we we, we have this kind of I, I don't know. I guess like a, it's like a third weekend car. Uh-huh. It's just a couple year old BMW convertible that's like nice weekends. We drive this thing. Okay. Top down, whatever. Right. You know, it's like right now it's wet and cold. It's not, it's not getting out. Right. When it, when it warms up, we'll, we'll drive it a lot. Okay. Had a check engine light come on because we only drive it like one day every third week or something like that. Okay. So we took it in and it was there for like a week getting something fixed. It was no big deal. But I just like we couldn't go pick it up. We're busy right out of town. We go to pick it up on Monday and Andrew's waiting for it to get picked, waiting for them to bring it around. She looks on the showroom floor. It's right there by the window. And what does she see? A beautiful car, right? right. Which is why they put it that, there, right? They put it in the window. It was strategic. And she, right. And she goes in and it's like, oh, it's a limited edition of like 400 cars. And it's, you know, this, it's basically a supercar. Uh-huh. And now she's like in communication with the salesperson. Uh-oh. Like, what are you doing? This like, suckered you in on fell this for deal. It. So. Totally fell for it. So I'll, I'll have to keep you posted on whether or not yeah. she bought it. But it is not a turn-of-the-century 5-series sedan. No. So it doesn't it doesn't help this guy. No. Um, <laughs> in the subreddit of help, he asks, Karma? I have been posting and replying, but I'm getting no karma at all. Why is this? <laughs> uh, do you know the answer to that? Because you suck. <laughs> yeah. Posting and replying doesn't get you karma. What gets you karma is people upvoting yeah. your posts and replies. Exactly. So so your your post of dentist offices are stupid in the dental subreddit yeah. may not You're getting a bunch of downloads. May not dude. is it, yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be good for you with that. It's not gonna work out well. So we, we our, our opinion here is we just don't even think he has dental insurance. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. He's got nothing. I would agree with you on that. Get your shit in line, Cooper Church, or else you're going to have to be drinking out of the stupid water fountain. That's right. <laughs> no one wants to be doing that. That's the toughest of looks. Uh-huh. Um, Lance, you have a song for us? Is it my turn? Yeah, I got one. I think so. I can do one. Might as well be. Yeah. Might as well be. Um... Have you been listening to, uh, is it No Dogs in Space? Yeah, I have. Is that what it's called? So um, one of my favorite podcasts is called uh, Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, It's a comedy podcast that's into all things macabre, serial killers, aliens, conspiracy theories, cults, all things like that. Sounds like three guys. It's great. It's it's so good. Um, It's three guys. Uh, one of the guys is the is like a true comedian. The other guy is, is the host. And then the third guy is kind of the research guy. Uh-huh. He kind of lays out everything, and then the other two guys kind of make jokes. Well, that guy, the research guy, his name is Marcus. Marcus is really into music, and he started this podcast called No Dogs in Space, where he does deep dives on different musical things throughout history. Uh-huh. And so they dropped one in to the... Um, last podcast on the left feed and I heard it mm-hmm. and I texted you immediately because what they do is they'll bring up different artists and songs and they'll play what like a 45 second snippet of that song yeah. just like you did yeah. when you talked to us about music stuff yeah 
Yeah, it's, they, it's well done. It's awesome. Him and his wife are awesome. Yeah, and it's so well researched and whatnot. But they really ripped you off, Lance. Oh, I mean, you're the we, you have done this. You have done the sort of musical thing when you're explaining a song. Oh. You've done that for a couple of years now on our show. Yeah, but I don't think I'm original. I'm sure it's been done. Well, yeah. listen, would you take the fucking oh, credit okay. when I'm giving you yeah, the credit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, damn straight. God damn it. They ripped you Sons off. Of bitches. I know. What a, what a, what a travesty <laughs> that is. No, seriously, if you're into music stuff, No Dogs in Space, the first real deep dive that they've covered uh, is uh, The Stooges. Yeah which I just had no idea about. So they're now on like episode four of yeah. the Stooges. Yep. Um, each one's about like an hour and a half, yeah. almost two hours. Mm-hmm. So it's it's deep diving. Certainly so like eight hours on the Stooges. Yeah. And I really didn't know anything about the Stooges other than Iggy Pop was in the Stooges. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and it's been really interesting to hear about their influences and then like all the other things they've influenced. Yeah. I was... So, really like good. The whole MC5, I didn't realize the, the connection there and... Yeah, all, it's, it's, I, it was fun to hear. I texted you immediately when I heard it, and I was like, "Oh my god, Lance! This is like someone cracked and hacked into your mind <laughs> and made something specifically for you." A little bit, and that's kind of what it is, because yeah. it's like punk rock uh-huh. and history of music all done in a way that like you like to put things together. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was so it's literally just made for you. Yeah. Well, which what led to this week's song. Ben. So. Okay, let me hit uh, let me hit the finishing stuff and then you can go all into okay. it. Okay. Hey, share this with your friends. You have to have some demented friend you went to dental school with that, that might be into this. Let them know about the show. It's how we grow the show. One new listener at a time. I did have somebody come up to me at Symposium. Uh-huh. Uh, Prosedon is from Kansas City. He came up to me and he said, Happy New Year. And he just started laughing. And he said, I listened to working interferences. So I was like, yes. <laughs> so good. Um, so shouts to the Kansas City treatment planning team um, for uh, for that. Um, what's your favorite number, Lance? Big fan of five. I'm I'm still insisting that five was Jim Zorn. I don't I don't <laughs> think that's the case, but I'm going to say it's it not. is. Hit us up with that Jim Zorn uh, rating on uh, iTunes would be the best place, but also Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web. We're uh, working Facebook, uh, and all the other social bullshits. Uh, working interference with Josh and, Josh and Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and Dental Team members. Uh, Twitter at Winterferences. Instagram at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Smash that follow button. Lance, tell me about your song. Well, by listening to uh, No Dogs in Space led me to looking at other podcasts that might talk about music and stuff. And I found one that the consequence of sound had put together called the Opus. And uh, I listened to the season where they talked about the clash and the clash was uh, awesome. That's like right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. And so they were, they were deep diving into London calling and talking about all the different songs and influences. And um, the one song that kind of might, you might even remember it. So the the song I'm going to use this week is clamp down. And uh, Beto O'Rourke, when debating with Ted Cruz, <laughs> had said to uh, Ted Cruz, you're working for the clampdown. And uh, so the lead singer Spoon, and they're performing at, uh, at his El Paso launch party or something. And so they played working for the clampdown uh, for them, for Beto. So what you're saying is that you're a big Beto O'Rourke fan. I'm uh, getting there. 
Shouts to Anthony Gonzalez, the Miho, who loves, he absolutely loves Beto O'Rourke. Um, I'll be interested to see what, what Anthony has to say about this. All right. Miho, got to hit us up on this one. So this is uh, Clampdown uh-huh. uh, by The Clash for Lance Timmerman. I'm Josh Watson. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.